Welcome to the Life in 20 podcast, where you will learn something from everyone you meet in 20 action-packed minutes. Now, let's get lit with your hosts, Paul, Carson, and McCoy LeBlanc. Mandy Pratt, welcome. Thanks for joining the Life in 20 podcast. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, you know, we'd just like to jump right in because we're kind of, we're on the clock, as they say. So, you know, we first like to start off, where do you come from? What, what do you do? Why do you do the work you do? And make you just take us through your journey of how you got to where you're at today. Okay. So I was born over in Richland, Washington, Shrake City, Eastern Washington area. Moved here in between my fifth and sixth grade elementary school year. And I've been in the Seattle area ever since. I went to school at Mount Lake Terrace High School. Graduated there in 93 and then went to Shoreline Community College for two years where I got my AA and then moved to Ellensburg and finished my college time out at Central Washington University. And in my school years, I was typically worked in the retail field. And when I moved back to from Ellensburg area after finishing my, actually, I hadn't finished college yet. I was still, I, I moved back in between my junior and senior year of college back home um, and here in the Seattle area. And when, when I did that, I was tired of working in the retail industry. And my uncle had recently started an insurance company and had a position open and offered it to me. And so I jumped at the opportunity of an eight to five job while going to school and put my college classes into the evenings. and. I've been with the company ever since. So that's how I got into insurance. Did you ever think, so you didn't go to college for it. Probably no. knew, obviously you knew your uncle was in it, but you did this wasn't like something like you dreamed of. You just kind of fell into it. You learned to like it. And I mean, so is that kind of more the, the, the story there is it was just an opportunity and you took advantage of that? Definitely. I think in the beginning, it was probably a little more money driven than enjoying the work that I did. Definitely liked the hours that I was working. You know, it's different when you're in retail or fast food or restaurant industries. And, you know, in that young life, the college period of time, you're used to those kinds of hours, the weekends, the late evenings and such. And so I really, that was a big driver for me that I was getting a real, a real job, a nine to fiver, you know, say. So that, that was definitely a draw. And then the money I was making double probably what I was making, you know, than a lot of kids in, in my age group. Yeah. Sounds sounds like it was a good transition, which I think is one of the big issues today, right? A lot of people going four years, you know, pursuing that higher education, graduating from college, and then kind of now what? And where do you step in having that transition to be able to get right into an industry profession? That was pretty small. So you've been there, what, 20 something? I've been there 24 years. 24 years. Yeah. So these, so the kids, you know, this age, probably don't even know what an underwriter is. Could you just take maybe a minute or two and break it down in simple terms of, of how they should think about that? Sure. So what I do is essentially I assess risk. So I, whether it's a good risk or a bad risk. So I look at things, well, first of all, I ensure school districts. That's my primary clientele. It's school districts here in the state of Washington. And so we 
take a look at lots of variations of things. So we'll take a look at the, their claims in particular areas. If, do they have a lot of frequency or trending issues in things like sexual abuse claims or employee termination claims, wrongful termination claims, things like that? Do they have, they had lots of claims in building or property areas? So maybe they're, they don't do well on upgrading their buildings to code and things of that nature. And then we also just look at, you know, the size of the district, whether or not it fits our model that we look for in the program. And um, in doing that, we just apply factors that will meet a premium that we think will best fit both the company, the carriers, and also the districts that we're insuring. Perfect. That's a good breakdown. So I think the other thing that, that is impressive with your career is 24 years in the same company is rare today. Very rare today. Um, what, what, what kind of stuck for you that allowed you to be there almost, you know, quarter century? What was that, that piece that, that allowed you and, and, and made it more enticing for you to, to stick around? I think it's definitely been just the, the, the mindset of the employees there, it's always been a family feel organization, even or from the beginning. I mean, as I mentioned, I, it was my uncle that originally owned the company. He actually ended up selling in 2003. So now we're corporately owned, but it still has that same, you know, small town family orientation around employees and the things that we do maybe not on a day-to-day basis, but just as a group. And I've always enjoyed that. You know, it, it makes you feel not like the number, I guess. Yeah, right. So before I turn it over to the kids, one quick question. Senior underwriter, college degree required for a profession like that? Recommended? How would you guide them? I would definitely to- recommended, but there are lots of courses outside of college that you can um, take to increase your knowledge in, the, in that in the insurance field so okay cool cool kids questions for me growing up who do you think was the biggest influence in your life to kind of push you and also just help you through what you're going through definitely my father he has always been very dedicated i remember when i was in high school he actually went back to college himself and earned his degree so we kind of were going through school together during my high school years. And I really always admired that. And, you know, I think it was uh, interesting to see him do, a, do that at the age that he was. And it wasn't necessarily for his career. It was just more of a personal thing that he wanted to do. And so I. Yeah. Good deal. How about you, McCoy? One thing I want to know, like, what's uh... Like, do you know, or what was your like original starting starting salary for your job when you joined? I believe I started at twenty four thousand a year. Wow! Well, keep in mind this is two thousand ninety nineteen ninety nine nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, right. So, and then follow up questions to that, McCoy. Typically, what would you like to to ask beyond that? Usually, what what he what usually what McCoy likes to ask from here is. Okay, so then how about somebody 10 years in, 20 years in? Like, what's the range somebody 25 years in can top out and as a senior underwriter? 
for most companies in your industry? Between 100 and 120,000 a year. So five times the starting, starting salary. Now, keep in mind, loyal, been there a long time. And I imagine, you know, there's recruiters in this industry, just like any other industry. And, you know, you might get a, in a, a, you know, a fist faster lift if you were to jump around or something like that. What other kind of comp benefits come in, in this kind of role? Uh, Mandy, I imagine no pension, but probably good benefits, 401k, matching 401k, that kind of stuff. So you have stock programs, publicly traded. Uh, so we have uh, benefits there. And then um, player matching on our 401k. Um, I've been there for a long time, so I have great, we don't even call it PTO anymore. It's called DTO. It's discretionary dream off. So essentially the rule is I can kind of take whatever I want. They do have some standardized guidelines that they think that you should fall into within a year. I think I've been there for like 24 years. I think I'm five weeks, something like that a year. So plenty of time off. I work remotely. So I've got that ability as well i i need to be available during normal workday hours but definitely have a lot of flexibility and being able to tend to other things i guess needed yeah awesome other questions guys when you were going through school in high school you know you learn a lot of things but what do you think was something that you don't think you learned in school that really helped you in life adulting <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's that's pretty good I don't know that they teach it anymore. I believe back when we were in school, it was still pretty standard to go through like the financial aspects of, you know, writing checks and keeping a bank account and even balancing your check register, you know, those kinds of things that have really, I guess, kind of become, some of them have been um, obsolete, but I feel like they were good skills to learn and feel like they'd still kids would still benefit from learning some of those aspects of, you know, the real world, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How's your finance class going? I'm taking personal finance right now and it's a senior requirement. It's yeah. only half a, se or it's one semester, but I mean, I like it so far. Like, I feel like I'm actually like learning things that will help me in life. So yeah. <laughs> I like it. And right now we're doing like learning how to write a resume and learning how to like fill out an employment application and just, you know, being able to get an entry-level job. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like that's probably the one class you will transition to the real world with the most, most learning yeah, that, I've, that, sure. I, that I've heard of. Yeah. Well, how about you? Other questions? So age, like in the future, would you hope to retire? And what, like, if you have any want to do anything after your retirement like any goals after retirement tomorrow no probably be working until the ish 62 maybe definitely as soon as i can retire would be my goal i hope to not be living in washington anymore and i hope to travel so that would be my dream yeah you get to our age that's that's what we get to look forward to put in all the work so mandy one of the things that that we established framework around the podcast for is kind of simplify, you know, for this, for Gen Z kind of life's five core domains. You've got your health, you've got the home life, your work life, you've got your finances and you got your relationships. When you look at that and you put a score on each of those categories and total that up, 
What do you feel like your life score is to this point where you're at? So I did take a look at that and I came up with 83. Ooh, I think that's one of my that's highest. Okay. That's awesome. Congratulations. Any parts in that that you want to expand on where you think, I mean, we all got opportunities. No one of mine is, you know, just finding time, making time with better relationships with family, with friends, deeper relationships. How about you? Where, when you looked at it and assessed it, where was your spot where you needed maybe to improve? My lowest was definitely fitness. I've never been a real fitness and health kind of gal. That probably would be one of my regrets in life. I never did it. Really into working out at a young age and hard to teach an old dog new tricks, I guess. Yeah, you, you notice <laughs> right. how I just skipped over that one and went right to the easy right. one relationship wise. <laughs> right. Good call. All right. You guys got Mandy for another five minutes. What else? I had just one question because you said you went to Shoreline Community College, you got your AA, then you went to Ellensburg, but then this job kind of just opened up for you. But do you think? Like, what were you studying in college or what were you, what classes were you taking? So my path was business marketing. So I did feel like I didn't really have a good idea to what I wanted to do when I grew up. When I went to college, I just knew that I wanted to have opportunities that were better than retail that I was working in. So college seemed like the right thing to do. So that's what I did. And I an area where I felt like I ha would have a broad range of opportunities, knowing that I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do at the point in time. And then when I got the insurance job, it just kind of fit. And so there I stayed. Yeah, that, that's my takeaway too. Just being around a lot of people in college is there wasn't very many people that really had that figured out. Even three years in, even four years in, even graduating, still didn't really know what they were going to do. And I, I don't know what the stat is today, but you know, a, a large portion of, of people don't end up pursuing a career in the degree that they obtain. So you know, it's it's okay not to know. You yeah. know. yeah. Well, there's a lot of degrees out there too that, like I said, that have a wide variety or a wide yeah. range of opportunities for you once you get out of it. So. True. So question for me. If you, like, do you ever wish you could just go back to 17, 18-year-old self and, like, change anything in your career path? Or, like, are you happy, uh, like, with how, what you've chosen? I think I'm pretty happy with what I've chosen. I don't know that I would make too many changes. Maybe settle down a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <And I> was, <laughs> but, you know, that comes with age, too, I suppose. There's a lot of learnings in those experiences. For sure. Right. Sure. So I know we only got a couple minutes left, but I'd like to get off a couple fun ones too. My biggest regret. Hmm. My biggest regret. The only thing I could come up with on that one was I rented a house in Shoreline shortly after I moved back from Ellensburg and rented that house for probably a year or so. And about about a year into renting it. The owner offered to let us buy it for, I think it was like $70,000. And I regret not making that decision. Oh. Oh. So it was in Shoreline area and had a huge lot. Probably could have been subdivided and built two multi-million. Yeah. I think if these guys heard of some of the dollar amounts that we had to pass up when we did, they would shake their head and ask why. But like, 
like Mandy said, I mean, think back when we first started in the 90s, $24,000, $25,000, that's kind of common salary there to get started. And so something that was $75,000, $100,000 cheap today for housing still is expensive, especially when you're kind of living paycheck to paycheck. So yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't real easy. What about you guys? Anything else before I fire off more? Because I got Mandy on the hot seat. I'm, <laughs> I, I want to keep going, but I, I want you guys to have the shot. I feel like, like when you were younger and you were working in retail, did you get, did you have enough money to kind of like get what you needed? Or were you like, oh my gosh, I have no money. I need to like work more. Well, I had been in retail and at the same retailer for quite some time too. Apparently I like to stay in jobs for a long time. <laughs> By the time I was, I finished my retail career, I guess I was making pretty deep money there too. I, I think I was at 18, 19, $20 an hour, somewhere in that realm. Um, you know, I, I was doing okay there too. I just didn't like Pretty it. good for back then. Really good. Yeah. Hours are a big thing, I feel like. Like, if you work bad hours, it can just be, like, annoying. <laughs> yeah. No. I, well, I can remember telling my boss before I that job, I said, if you put me on the schedule for both a Saturday and Sunday, I'm not going to be there one of those two days. So. <laughs> yeah. Weekend, you know, prior prioritize. <laughs> you got to have some fun when you're young, too. Yeah. You got one, McCoy, or, you, um, or can I take the last one? No, you can. All right, Mandy. Don't know your I got an idea of your age. Don't know exactly, but let's just say mid to upper 40s, right? Correct. What's the greatest thing you've given humanity? Not counting the kids. Of course, we all love <laughs> Jason Cameron. But That's a horrible question. I don't know. I guess I would say best gift to humanity is I'm a very honest person. I pride myself on being honest and I think it's a good quality. That is a perfect way to end it. Great lesson for these kids to learn as well. We'll take that all day long. Mandy, I can't thank you enough. This goes so fast. I, I got a few more I love to rattle off. I'll have to catch you at a happy hour to get you on those. But Sounds good. Appreciate you joining us. Take yep. care, okay? Bye. Bye, Bye Mandy. Bye. Bye.